Hello everyone, my name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm the host of the ZeldaCast, and the Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost six years of the ZeldaCast, five years of Virtual Theater, and four years of the Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast, but here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward slash spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theater will debut the Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. Welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. Andy Spateri, Dakota Lasky, Duminal Crossing. Gentlemen, it's October. How are we doing now that we are officially in spooky season? I thought you were about to say spring. I'm like, wow, we're we're on opposite hemispheres. Um, I wish. Have you gotten any pumpkin, or do they have pumpkin ice lattes in in Canada? Oh, yeah. Andy? Yeah, 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 yeah. They do? Okay. All right. Although I don't think they have them at Tim Hortons, though. Maybe they do, but I just never get them. Okay, so you're not you're not a pumpkin spice latte person. Um, no, not not really. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say like I, I actively dislike them. I just I don't know. Okay, never got them. I'd probably drink one if I had one. I don't know. Well, I am in the fall season, and I have been drinking apple cider and having apple cider donuts and getting into you know bringing out my my. Uh, I guess you can't really see it in my room, but out in the apartment bringing out the decorations and and getting to, you know brought my flannels out and, and swapping <laughs> my clothes and and getting ready for you know it's been nice actually it was almost in the 80s yesterday but before that it's been chilly it's actually been rainy but yeah mm. october fall season's coming around big games are coming up and it's a it's a i, I love this time of year i love fall so october might is even my, be favorite my favorite month. season it's good really well yeah. it's got i mean in canada you got thanksgiving you got halloween mm. And uh, and my birthday, so yeah, it's good. That's month. crazy. You have two major holidays, right? Right uh, in October. So yeah, why not put triple it in threat? Yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, what's going on, Doom? How are you? Pretty good. You know, it's funny we're talking about pumpkin spice. So um, a couple days ago on Saturday, <laughs> um, bring it my, right back uh, to that. 
Oh yeah, it's very important, very important lore dump. So yeah, so my family, we had a late birthday dinner. My birthday was at the beginning of the month, but we didn't have time to get together until um, a couple days ago. We went to a brew house, and they had a special fall season pumpkin spice margarita, which I tried, mm. and uh, it was actually and it was uh, actually actually pretty decent. I really liked it. So uh, yeah, that's my uh, contribution to the pumpkin spice talk. Uh, otherwise. There you go. I finished Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. First Very time playing nice. the game on Prime Hack. And uh, yeah, uh, spoiler, it's a really good game and I cannot wait to talk about it. I'm so glad you did that, by the way, because Andy, you played with the Wii Remote and Nunchuck. I correct? did. And I did. Doom, you just revealed that you also played it with the Wii Remote and Nunchuck. And we were just talking before the show and I was saying, well, we have the definitive episode coming up. I can't be the only one who hasn't replayed the game recently, so I have to replay it. And now I'm wondering, I think do I also do have to, do I have to, no, but not only do I have to replay it, do I know I have to replay it with the Wii Remote and Nunchuck? I was just going to yes. play it on mouse and keyboard. No, I think you got to do it the classic. Uh, you got to bust out that Skyward Sword <laughs> Wii Mode with Motion Plus, and Man. you got you to gotta go through it 2007 I don't know. Style. I don't know where my Motion Plus adapters even are. I'd have to play it on the original, the Mote itself, the original Remote itself. But yeah, I'm going to have to, ch- I'm going to dump in. I'm going to have to what? jump in. Let me ask you a question real quick. Motion Check Plus adapter. So I got like the new Wiimote with like the Motion Plus thing built in. Was there like a separate um, peripheral? If, when if it originally a... came out, it was something that you clicked into the bottom of the remote and it was mm-hmm. like an oh. attachment like you attach the nunchuck or something like that or any you, other of those. You don't actually roles. you don't actually need the adapter, though. You just need the sensor bar because this game was before that even came out. It, it only right. uses the... Um, yeah, yeah. yeah it only uses I originally the played it, it, I don't even think Wii Motion Plus was a thing when Prime 3 had come out at the time. Or if it was, it wasn't... I didn't have it. I definitely didn't play it with Wii Motion Pro Plus the first time. It, it was released the following year, I think, with okay. Wii Sports Resort. So yeah. we're going to we're gonna talk about Metro Prime 4 today, but before we get there, I, I want to f- keep talking <laughs> about this just for a quick sec, because Doom, I got a question okay. for you. So so I was playing with, uh, I, I connected my Wiimotes via Bluetooth to my computer, um, but of course you need a sensor bar in, in order for it to register anything. So so I ordered online a, a Wiimote, or not a Wiimote, a Wii sensor bar with a USB adapter in it that, that plugged into my computer, but this thing took like three weeks to ship from Amazon, which which was outrageous. Mm. So I was just like, there's got to be something else I can do in the meantime. And um, I read online that if you just take your Wii, not your Wii U, because that's what I tried first, but your Wii, and just plug it in somewhere and have the sensor bar plugged into that and like put it on the top of your monitor or whatever, it'll work. And, and, and it did. I, I was just like, this is the damnedest thing. Did you did you do something like that, or do you have something to like capture the Wiimote? How did how did your configuration look? I have um, a dedicated USB sensor bar okay. separate from my from my Wii One that I I've had for a while now. This is the first time I've actually used it though. So yeah. and it was actually it was for me at least it was surprisingly easy to set up and it felt pretty accurate from what I remember. I didn't really have any. I guess I'm spoiling some of the gameplay conversations, but I didn't really have any problems with like the motion controls or anything. Everything no, seemed very responsive. So, um, but um, although I will say, yeah. you can't use save states because that uh, that completely that was a big no no in terms of calibration for me. I I used one save state during the um uh during the uh, pirate homeworld invasion because i wanted to save all 12 mm. of the boys so right. um but yeah besides besides that i went completely save stateless well, andy that's, that's um good. by the way if you didn't have that replacement there or, or another option you could have done the classic which is using candles or a lighter as your replacement for the sensor bar for anybody who played brawl back in the day and didn't have the sensor bar for a setup at a tournament you can just use a lighter and 
What? I think people have tried to, yeah, because you just need the infrared or whatever from like the light or from the fire, whatever it is, right? So like, okay, you can use candles or a lighter. I think some people try to point out like the sun or something and like trying to make that work. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, that was a thing at brawl tournaments because people would show up with setups without a sensor bar, and to get into the game, you needed to use the Wii remote to go through the menu, and you'd use a lighter. Or lighters, but there, there you go. Learn. So you, you would just need to someone to stand behind your monitor all day, or you could, I don't know, tape like two torches to your monitor. That could work. I, I feel like the cat is is messing around here enough. Like maybe, maybe it's time she got okay. a job. You know, Start well, I'll have to, ch- I'll have to, I'll have to figure it out myself because I think I might have to use the Wii Remote and Nunchuck because I was planning on using mouse and keyboard, which is, I mean, I can't. I'm so tempted to play more Metroid Prime with mouse and keyboard, but I do feel like, for the sake of the discussion, using the you know nunchuck and actual remote makes the most sense. Uh, well, I do. I, I encourage that, and I do now have as conveniently as soon as I was done corruption, my uh, my USB Wii bar showed up. So if I ever decide to give other M a go on on Dolphin, hey, I'm ready. So <laughs> yeah, you, you, I think you have to now. I, I think I probably will one day. Actually, I, I think I probably will. Um, soon yeah not right away but but maybe maybe that'll Pretty be the soon. last walkthrough that we ever do for omegametroid.com it's going to be next, samus returns the and then one. hunters and then maybe something else i don't know um but <laughs> maybe it'll be metroid prime 4 before that because i do i still feel like we're gonna get something within the next six months i really feel like we're gonna get something about metroid prime 4 in the, in the next six months but what we're here to do today is is something a little bit different we've talked about metroid prime 4 a lot over well i mean basically since day one of this podcast um which is wild because the podcast is <laughs> for like go, it's, it's gonna be five it's, years it's a, old this year no it'll be will it be five years old well did we i think oh, it's no, like no, no, three no. years i'm sorry it'll it's be, gonna be four. four it'll be four. be four yeah yeah because we yeah. started in 2020 yeah, yeah. I, I always i kind of confuse sometimes because all three <laughs> of my podcasts started in like february ish so like it's like and, and each of them is a year apart. Uh, so we, so we yes. put out like the first episode, like that intro episode. I want to mm-hmm. say like literally like the week of or after like like quarantine began over here for COVID. Like it was right yeah. at the beginning of of, of the of COVID of, of the pandemic. So yeah. Um. So we're gonna revisit that topic today, but we're gonna um we're gonna twist the the narrative a little bit here, and we're gonna talk about. Instead of, of what we want from Metroid Prime 4, and and that list is long, um, what instead of that, what we think is necessary for this game to become a big success. And and I think I feel like there's a few a few qualifiers that we need to throw out there um, just to just to put some rules of engagement. Number one, obviously, in order for this game to be a success, it needs to have a, a great marketing campaign and a dedicated marketing campaign and a dedicated push from Nintendo. That goes without saying. So we're, we're not just going to say that because that's just, that's just an obvious one. Second, I think it's fair to say that the game needs to be awesome in order for it to be a success. Metroid has always, you know, the games that aren't necessarily like really, really critically acclaimed tend not to do very well. And I'm looking at other M. I'm looking at Federation Force uh, as, as a prime example. So it, it needs to be a really good game, and I think that that is is also obvious. So so we don't need to beat up on that particular subject. We can talk about what specifically we want to see with marketing, or what specifically that might you know be a gameplay feature that would push Metro Prime Four over the edge. I think that's all fair game, but just those like those small blanket statements like that. Yes, of course, those things need to happen. 
Louis could just acknowledge that and then continue on. So um, that being said, every person here has a list of some different ideas and different suggestions. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna get going, and we're gonna do it. Uh, we're gonna do it one at a time here. So I'm gonna say something. Dax's gonna say something. Doom's gonna say something. We're gonna talk about it, discuss, move on, digest, and uh, and get it going that way. So that being said, I think I'm I'm ready to rock. Are you guys? Yeah, let's do it. Hold up, I'm good. Okay, so I I'm gonna start us off with something. This is this is almost cheating a little bit. <laughs> Gives all these rules. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to break them immediately. Okay, great. So it's because I feel like this is really really important, but it's more so important for the success of Metroid as a whole rather than like Metroid Prime Four specifically. But I, I think okay. it's important enough that I want to lead off with it. And and what I think is really important for this game and future games to be a success is that they develop a really strong engine that is able to quickly be used to develop sequels because i think the thing that kills metroid a lot um and you could make this argument about a lot of series but like you you get a game out and then you wait for a long time for the next game to come out. So, like, I think that Metroid Prime, uh, when it came out, was a great success. Metroid Prime 2 came out really quickly after, which is great. Metroid Prime 3 came out really quickly after, which is great. And then, of course, you had no Metroid for, for a long, long, long time um, after that. So, I, I think that one thing that is is paramount for Metroid Prime 4 is that they have an engine that is it's ready and it's ready to go and it's ready to make sequels and it's ready to keep the momentum rolling and keep it hot and keep it pumping out with great Metroid games. So it's cheating because it's not really specific to Metroid Prime 4, but I I do think that like getting those releases out in a consistent manner is is very important for the Metroid Prime brand, for the Metroid series and you know just going forward. So yeah, that's uh, that's that was my number one thought immediately. Okay, okay. So breaking the rules. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was gonna say uh, I agree with like ninety percent of it. I don't necessarily. I'll, I'll I'll try to agree. So I agree in the sense that yes, Metroid needs to keep momentum up. If you have these long stop gaps, you're gonna pause the momentum, and that's going to stop like all this growth. And that doesn't mean that it can't be a success. It just means that you're gonna have to start from square one all over again. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we want. That's not what we want to do. We want Prime 4 to be the start of something beautiful here. Yeah. Or technically Metroid Dread even, maybe, but that's a whole other topic. Where I disagree, though, is that I don't think that's necessarily um, has to do with, like, um, engine optimization. I think that's just more so, um, you know, the amount of devel- developers that are working on it or even have interest in interest in it you know the reason we didn't see another metroid prime game is because retro was working on the donkey kong games and then afterwards they were working on something else that presumably got canceled before they were given prime remastered and prime Mm four and then um and then for the 2d metroid side you know after you know other m you know sakamoto was wanted to take a break and do other projects and you know there were there wasn't any other studios that were either allocated the project or were even interested in doing metroid and so sakamoto you know, specifically had to go out and find, you know, Mercury Steam, you know, outside of Nintendo to find people that were interested in doing Metroid when he did want to return to the series. And so I think that more so than anything is kind of the biggest reason why we don't see, um, you know, common Metroid releases or frankly, any releases, you know, in a lot of these lower tiered series um, up until recently. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, 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 that's what I was going to get at. It's like the engine thing is just like a symptom of there being a consistent developer. Like the Metroid Prime games were run on that engine because it was, it was Retro's engine for whatever you know, the game they made. Of course, they're going to keep using it. Um, so, yeah, I think what, what really is like the salient point here is that for, and this is again, as you were saying, Angie, Andy, for Metroid in general, not Prime 4, the developers we have now, we need them to stay on Metroid for like, another decade yes i, I think i think that's the point like, I was we need to like yeah like mercury yep. steam should be making the next 2d metroid Met, uh, retro studios should be making the next prime game after metroid prime 4 whatever it is that's how you get that consistency is when you have the flagship studio behind the development of the game sticking with it and they're not flip-flopping i mean you know the 2d metroid series has flip-flopped from developers like for decades metroid prime has been flip-flopping only because of retro wanting to go to different games but then end up going rope back in anyway so yeah i think that's the overall success is metro prime 4 happens they should be like all right metro prime 5 retro you're on it i'm assuming that whatever game mercury steam is working on whether it's a sequel to metroid dread or it's a fusion remake or it's a super metroid remake that it's going to be in the same engine that dread is in why mm-hmm. i don't understand yes. i don't know why they wouldn't i don't know why they would create a completely new engine so i mean they've yeah, been same engines since um, they've been doing the Castlevania games on 3DS. Right, so. exactly, yeah. yeah. So, like, that's just an extrapolation of, of that, that we just need to sit, have the same developers on it. And I hope, I think that's, like, something that's kind of carp before the horse because Metro Prime 4 needs to be a success to mm-hmm. kind of warrant that, to be like, yeah, Retro, work on the next one. It sold, you know, a billion, million dollars or whatever it is. If it doesn't, then there isn't going to be as much of an initiative for them to stay on it, which I hope is not the case. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's you know chicken and an egg situation, but I would like to think that we get these developers staying on these games longer than just a single title or two. I, I agree. I'm like, actually like very... engine might have been the wrong word to use, but but like consistency and ease of of development is is maybe and maybe that goes you know hand in hand with having the same development team working on it. It probably does, but just making sure that you know this 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 game the systems that it uses the engines that it uses can be repurposed retooled so that you you can keep momentum up and you don't have another uh i mean how however long it's been i mean i'm assuming they're building this new engine from the ground up and maybe maybe not really even using anything that was implemented in metroid prime uh in, in the original metro prime trilogy so you know once this is built i i'm Who hoping knows? that mm-hmm. that they can go back to it quickly in order to make new Metroid games at, at a faster rate because, you know, say what you will about not rushing and, and taking your time to get things right. Obviously, incredibly important. But I do think it's important, too, to keep the, the momentum pushing forward and have new releases and, and generate new buzz, have people talking. So, yes, is it is it, like I said, it's cheating a little bit because we're assuming, this point is assuming that Metroid Prime 4 is a success. But I, I do think that that's, like, a, a very important aspect for the series moving forward. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually pretty optimistic. Yeah, I'm pretty optimistic on retro staying on because I, I feel like the yeah. retro because because a lot of people when they look at the current retro they you know a lot, there's a lot of concern like oh you know ninety percent or so of you know the people who are on who are staffed on Prime Three or left the company now it's all new staff it's not the same retro and I, I I understand where those concerns are coming from I actually think that might work to retro's advantage though and what I'm getting at is that. The original Retro Studios staff, when they joined Retro Studios, it wasn't necessarily a Metroid Prime studio. They, you know, they joined the studio being a Nintendo studio. Obviously, after the first game, that's what they were known for because that was their only project. But, you know, they weren't known as a Metroid studio. And so by the time you got through Prime 2, 
And, um, you know, our friend Kiwi Talks has interviewed a lot of the developers, and, you know, they've talked about this. But after Prime 2, they, a lot of them were burnt they out. They were primed out, yeah. Pro- yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, they were, a well, lot I mean, of them they were made burnt three out, games so they... in five years. And, and probably had yeah, an exactly. extensive hand in Hunters. Um, t- to your point, though, it's like, I, I understand that they're not all the same developers, and, and that's probably good. But also, like, well, call me when they miss, right? Like, they, they have, they've never missed yet. Well, what I, what I want I'm getting to, though, is that the retro of today is known as the Metroid Prime Studio. Like, that's, like, Metroid Prime is, like, one of the greatest games ever made. Like, that game is, like, heavily revered in gaming culture. Developers adore that game. And so when people are joining retro, they're going with that mentality that this is a Metroid Studio. And obviously now, you know, with Metroid Prime 4, I feel like that, you know, this new talent that's coming in, it reminds me a lot of id Software um, when they were rebooting uh, what we what we now know as Doom 2016. You know, a vast majority of that staff never worked on, you know, the original Doom games, but they grew up playing those games and they knew id Software as the Doom studio. And so they were pumped to develop a new game and, you know, bring Doom back to its roots with a modern twist. And I feel like that's what we're getting with the new Retro Studios. And I'm super excited to see how that turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once again, uh, I completely agree with Doom 100%. Um, yeah, I mean... They they wanted to move off of Prime back then. You wouldn't want to bring that same studio around then. And you would like to think a company that was that successful would try to keep those best practices and what made it successful in the company itself. So when new people are brought in, they also know how to make great games just like those previous generations of retro employees did. So I mean I mean truthfully, what game developer is the same twenty years ago today, right? I mean like none. <laughs> none. Like so like to even be like, oh like it, it rarely does that even happen. Like a lot of people, mm-hmm. are, you know, it's very, very rare. Um, yeah, I mean, it's very reminiscent of like when people talk, like, "Oh, I wish Bungie was back on, on, on Halo." I'm like, the original Bungie team left Halo to make Destiny. Like they were sick of it. They, you know, like they were over it. So like you wouldn't want that original team anyway. You would want the new team, right? Who is who grew up on those games, whatever. So yeah, hundred percent agreed there. And I'm hoping that just like doom said that we do get like that kind of new perspective and new life that we wouldn't maybe not have gotten from the original retro, um, Mm -hmm. with the new retro that we have today. I mean, a fresh set of eyes, fresh blood, like fresh ideas. That's, that's powerful when you get that. So, um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you know, like I said, broke the rules a little bit to start off, but, but I really do think that's important. So let's talk about action Metro prime Four specifically Dak. Do you want to take us away? Yeah, um, this one, I, I don't have too much to say on it because I feel like this was already kind of part of the rumor mill, which is why I was really excited. And I think my my first thing is that the game needs to be really big in scale. Like it needs to be like a large game, both in terms of like how it feels like mm-hmm. to be in the game, like a sense of scale, but also the literal size of the game, the amount of time it takes to beat it. Um, it's been a long time since the last Metroid Prime game. I should not beat it in six hours, twelve hours, maybe even in twenty-four hours. I should be I should be pumping some hours into this game after all that time. Um, it should feel different, not just a regular Nintendo game that comes and goes. It should kind of feel like when Breath of the Wild first came out. Like when you see Link look over, looking that vast like kingdom, you're like, wow, look at like all that to exp- like. That's how I feel. Like. I don't want it literally like that, but I want that same feeling of like. This is a huge opportunity to explore a huge land, multiple planets, whatever it is, and really get lost in a massive, massive game that has a lot to do in it, mm-hmm. right? That like there is that isn't doesn't feel shallow and doesn't feel just empty, like just with a lot of padding. I think a lot of that, like 
it'll be easy to compare Met the Metro Prime of old to the Metro Prime of today because Metro Prime Remastered is now on Switch. So I don't want like the feeling of like, oh, this is only a little bigger than Metro Prime from 20 years ago. Like it should dwarf, I think, Metro Prime Remaster in terms of scale, in terms of size of, of the games, size of the rooms in some cases. Like I want to imagine like what Chozo Ruins could have been, but if it was made today, like five or six times bigger, the not only like the lobby, but the actual size of the area and all the rooms and hallways it has. So I'm glad that that came out as part of the rumor mill, because if it's just the average Metro Prime game, that's one thing. But I think it should be a very large departure in terms of content in terms of things to do from games from 20 years ago so i think that's a really important thing and i'm happy that that was part of the rumor mill because it seems like that's what's going to happen yep i had i had that 100% on my list agree i agree with everything you said yeah, yeah. I, I have it on my list too i worded it slightly differently though so i'm actually going to read you off word it? Uh, yes I'm, I'm going to read off what i have here you're you're, you're going to see what i mean when i say similar but somewhat different so metroid prime 4 has to look and ultimately be ambitious that doesn't mean it needs to completely change up the formula like Breath of the Wild, though. A good example of an ambitious title that still feels at home with its prior entries, in my opinion, is Super Mario Odyssey. At its core, it's still a 3D platformer where Mario uses most of the same moves he's been using since Mario 64. But the larger environments, moon progression, de-emphasis on lives, and most importantly, the cappy mechanics make the game feel completely fresh. Yeah, Even if Super Mario Odyssey... Suits too. That was a big thing for me in Mario Odyssey, putting on different uniforms and stuff. That that is that is true. That is true. Even if Super Mario Odyssey isn't your favorite entry in the series, most people can probably agree it's a very high quality entry. And this is along the lines of what I think Metroid Prime Four should follow. Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree. You uh, should I, you, you know, should you should do YouTube essays. By the way, that was when I was listening <laughs> to that. I was like, I could. All right, next fifty six minutes. Where are we going? Where, where, what's the tale you're taking me on here, man? All right, continue. Anyway. All right, what's he cooking? Yeah, um, so so I'm, I'm gonna take a, a page out of your book doom and, and kind of read because i i had the same thing but also just slight little bit different and mine was like evolve from what metroid prime was into something new and, and what i mean by that is like have that that grander scale kind of like you said dak like like big rooms and and not just like don't limit yourself to just like hallways with you know what i mean like we we have three games yeah. of, of this and it's time to to go beyond or another example like don't limit yourself to just four beams like i don't think any of us want to just be switching through our, our four beams again or our four visors or maybe for that mm. matter our three suits like maybe it's time like to your point doom like let's take a look out of out of mario odyssey like let's customize the suit let's build a suit let's let, you know what let's let's make something that we've not done before let's let's have beam combos that, that actually are, are functional and useful and like you can mix and match and you have more than just like your arbitrary power-ups and there'd be nothing wrong if, if metroid prime 4 was just a like another really really great entry into the metroid prime series as we know it they it'd probably be a great game but i i think now kind of like you know i think the breath of the wild comparison is apt actually because i think that game needed to go beyond to be like to reach its full potential and be the game that it was supposed to be. And and I think that you can say the same thing about Metroid Prime 4 and I think it needs to kind of drop some of those some of those classic Metroidisms that are attached to it in order to do that. It needs to it needs to be ambitious. It needs to go mm. beyond what we know in Metroid and and do something different and challenge itself and, and not be what we're expecting it to be. That's your title right there, by the way, Andy, because you hate numbers, Metroid Prime Beyond. Can I Boom. tell you something? I I legitimately wrote down, don't call it Metroid I, Prime 4. Ah, 
Oh, well, oh I well, thought well, you were hold on, hold on. Here's, here's my reasoning. Here's my reasoning. Like, okay, okay, okay. Be, well, no, go ahead. Imagine that, like, you know, let's let's just assume, right, that a lot of people that are going to play Metroid Prime 4 have never played Metroid Prime before. Maybe, maybe they played Remastered or whatever. But, like, if you're a new Metroid fan, sometimes it can be a little bit intimidating to see, like, oh, this is the fourth entry in the series. Like, I got to play all these other three games. Like, I, I'm just going to skip it. Now... This is obviously like this is on my borderline. This is it does not nope. necessarily have to be not called Metroid Prime Four, but I do think that like just having it Metroid Prime something just I think it makes it just a little bit more accessible. And and Here, circumstances maybe the Prime trilogy maybe the other games are out by then. I don't know. But Andy, let me let me ask you something. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna switch um, verticals here and bring this to a, a different industry. WrestleMania. They changed the naming scheme oh, for WrestleMania. Well, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. Let me let me finish. Okay. What do you prefer? Do you prefer numbered WrestleManias or do you prefer WrestleMania Goes Hollywood? WrestleMania New York. What year is WrestleMania Goes Hollywood? Can you tell me what year that is? Can you tell me which one it is? Like what number it is? You yeah, can't. I can. It's WrestleMania 21. Is it really? Yeah, it is. And WrestleMania no, no, 39. No. That was, that's the answer I was looking for. I forgot 21 was also Go Hollywood. Boom. Okay. But but you only know that because you've been watching wrestling your whole life. Sure. I, like, so, I, I so see how what you're does, So how do random titles make it more accessible for people who don't watch wrestling? Like, you like, know, like, does, let, me, let, me, let me throw this. A, a different is, genre. Is and a different... 40 not better than WrestleMania goes Minnesota? You know, like... like yeah, but but that's that's There's a little bit a, of prestige to it. There's a little that's bit of an apples to oranges argument. What's a more apt? I don't agree. What's a more apt argument is this: it's Halloween season, and Saw 15 is in the theaters, and I'm like, this looks like a gory movie or whatever. But I haven't seen Saw one, two, three, four, or the rest of them. Maybe I'm not going like, to go see Saw 15. If you live in a vacuum, yeah, yeah I watch like, Saw for the plot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like everyone knows that Saw has like the, the continuity doesn't matter. The plot doesn't. You're there to uh, okay. see people get out of crazy traps. You're you're not you're missing the point <laughs> though. The though about Saw, it could be any movie, right? It could be. I don't. It could be. Like, do I want to go see, I don't know, Star Wars Episode Six as my first movie? No. I mean, a lot of people did, though. Maybe they did. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, think that, I don't think I don't that think that's the an insignificant that. like, thing to as, as like, a Maybe. potential barrier for people. I, think, I, I really don't. I think it all depends... I think it all depends on the entry. Like, just speaking from personal experience, my first Pikmin game was Pikmin 3. And you might be thinking, oh, well, the story doesn't matter in Pikmin. The story doesn't matter. Okay, I don't think the story's going to matter for most people in Prime 4. The lore, maybe, but the actual story, I think, is going to be pretty digestible regardless if you've played the Prime Trilogy or not. You, I, don't, right. I honestly don't I, think the, I, I think I don't think the number gonna, is going to have much of an I think you're, if you're not going to play the game because it says Metroid Prime 4, then you weren't going to play the game anyway. Like you were that that like that's not I don't think that's much a, a much of a deciding factor because if anything you'll just look at the back of the box and which will probably fill you in on what you need to know like it's I, I don't see the four being like oh I have to play the first three games like I can't just like I, Armored Core six just came out and I, I know tons of people say that. that have never played an Armored Core game and I know for a fact they haven't because you can't even get them anymore because they don't make them anymore because they're on old systems that are obsolete and they don't remake them or put them on PC or whatever. Or, so like though a tons of people got into Armor Core Six and had no problem not playing all the fifteen or twenty other Armored Core games before that. So I think it adds a little bit Listen. of prestige, a little bit of intrigue. And hey, what's the worst thing if it encourages people to play the previous game? So I don't I, know, I, I'm I'm not saying that you guys are wrong. 
And I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm just saying if there's even like a, a 10% of potential buyers that are turned away by that. 10%? I don't know. Well, I mean, they don't call would, it Metroid 5 Dread. They don't call it Metroid 4 Fusion. Uh, you know, yeah, like, but, uh, but all those games never had numbers after Metroid 2. And Metroid 2 only had a... I mean, that's the only one that has a number in the 2D series. So, like, it, the, why why would they call it Metroid 5 Dread? Why why wouldn't they call it Metroid 2.5 Hunters? I mean, I don't know. Like, like they, it's, it's, I a mean, weird, it's a weird system. Yeah, but the... Because, but, because the naming conventions are consistent across the series. For the yeah. 2D entries, you know, you have Metroid subtitle. Or Super, it's subtitle Metroid. But, but it's the same yeah. difference. For the mainline Metroid Prime games, you got Metroid Prime number subtitle. And then for the Metroid Prime spinoffs, you have Metroid Prime subtitle. They're all consistent. If you yeah. do if you do Metroid Prime subtitle and it's a mainline entry, you're completely killing that consistency. Who Who cares? Who cares? That doesn't I, I care. I don't care, care if you care. I, just, <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's a non insignificant thing. We're the, the <laughs> people that need to care, if anything, on this show. We, someone needs to care, Andy. I, someone I just, needs to I stand think... up for the naming conventions of this franchise. Well, first of all, the naming conventions for this franchise are horrible because you just listed three different things that should be like Legend of Zelda doesn't have three different naming con- conventions for like 2D and spin offs and whatever. So. I'm. I'm not saying I disagree. Games. We're just analyzing them. All right. Oh, I, and no, I, I, I understand that. Super Metroid is a name because I know you're trying to get there. But Met- Super Metroid's no, a great I, name. I'm not. I, I'm off that. I'm off that. I'm not going to bring that up that, at this day. No. I'm just saying. Okay. I don't think it's an insignificant thing. I think I would like. Okay, that's fair. And and, and again, it's is it is it a pre- some of these are, are tough because it's like it's it's difficult to remove your preference from what you think would actually lead to being successful right but mm-hmm. i i i think there's like merit there i think you guys are dismissing it a little bit so i i think it's not an insignificant um i will an un- i will thing. i will i will concede that it is a non-insignificant factor i i agree okay. but mm-hmm. i i agree with that but i but i think i think uh, i'm right you very well could be. I mean, it's it's. I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and say it's going to make or break the success of Metro Prime Four, but you know, it could be like a small little smidgen factor. I like, would be oops. a little bummed because we've been calling it Metro Prime Four for so long that like then for it to be like Metro Prime uh, you, you know Revolution like? would be kind of just cheap to me. I, it feels like I I was so frustrated calling it Breath of the Wild Two for like so long that I was just like, just give me a name, and that's what I want for this. I'm really tired of calling it Metro Prime Four. I'd, I'd rather. I mean, personally, I yeah, I, I'm a I'm a subtitle. If it was up to me, it'd be Metroid something. It wouldn't even be Prime. Well, like, well, like, do you call? I I love the name Metroid Prime. It's such a I good do too. Name. It's a sick name, but like for the first it's a game. Sick... Yeah. Anyway, ah, I'm so, I'm so glad you're not naming these games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, we've <laughs> talked to, we've talked about this before. Let's you, move you on. Mentioned, you mentioned um yeah to move on. You mentioned like the scope of the game in terms of like customization, mm-hmm. Andy, in that respect. And that was actually the second point that I had. So if you don't mind, I'm gonna uh, yeah, please wait. Doom, did you do your first point? Basically, um, had the okay. same one as yours, and okay, I just kind cool. of built off it. So yeah. All right. So yeah, I, that's something that I that I guess is extrapolated from larger scope. But mm-hmm. I thought like this game 100% needs like it needs replayability beyond higher difficulty levels and 100% finishes. Like it needs more incentive to replay the game beyond it's harder and I get more pictures of Samus and clothing or whatever, um, mm-hmm. or I get an extra trailer that I could just watch on YouTube. So, like back in the day, that was that was fine, but I think it needs yeah, to level up a little point. bit here. You didn't so, have YouTube back when Metro Prime Three came out. Good point. Well, I think you did, but like it wasn't uh, as like, wide. Yeah, yeah. 
It was as widespread as today. So let me put it this um, way: I, I remember mean, downloading the Metroid Prime Three trailer, and it took like half an hour to download on my computer back in the day. I mean, I remember uh, Sakurai famously saying that apparently they didn't do subspace again because people would just put the cutscenes on on YouTube and they could just watch it there. So there's no point in even having a story in the game, which I I don't agree with that. But a rare um, Sakurai L, <laughs> yeah. rare Sakurai L. Um, otherwise, goat. But yeah, I think there needs to be. I mean, sure, I'm down for... I actually want higher... I mean, as much as I don't want it to just be higher difficulty levels, I would actually like a higher difficulty level, like maybe Mm -hmm. a dread mode for like a prime mode or something. Um, But more specifically, I think you need like new game plus kind of stuff. More rewards for replaying the game. Maybe campaign and mission scoring, leaderboards, boss rush mode, like photo mode, stuff like that. Like even maybe like an unlockable co-op, like to help a friend through the game after you've played it the first time. I think what really Metroid needs to evolve in is the replayability of the games. Like if you're mm-hmm. a dedicated Metroid pl- uh, fan, replaying Metroid is really no problem. We love the, the gameplay. That's great. Um, for a lot of people who aren't as familiar with it, especially these days where like so much of gaming is based on like, what am I getting? Like, what is my reward for playing this mode or this game? And like, how do I still stay initiated in the game? Um, and people's attention spans are so low. Like, I think you kind of need those incentives to be like hey replay the game and and new game plus makes it not only harder but maybe there's new encounters or new bosses or whatever it is Mm -hmm. there's leaderboards for boss rush mode and and even besides the reason i just mentioned that stuff is fun and it makes the game feel more whole and getting more bang for your buck i'm not just playing a campaign that i might play and then revisit in three months like i'm going back in to dive in because it changes each time not in a roguelike sense but because there's new things for me to try or new things to get beyond just you know a photo gallery and 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 hard mode so that i would love to see expanded i would really love for them to kind of get me more value out of like that campaign in terms of what like reasons for me to come back beyond just the gameplay is good and i want to play more of it which is fine but i there's more to it nowadays and i would like to see it harness that aspect of gaming that's come about it's never gonna happen but how cool would it be to finally get an official randomizer from yeah. retro studios yeah yeah yeah, 100%. I mean, it wouldn't happen, but yeah, it won't happen. But that that that's you know that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like like you need to like you need to to break out of the things that that I don't want to say hold you down or hold you back because it's not like the Metroid series is a failure. But like in order to evolve, you need to embrace different things. You need to go where you haven't went before, and 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 a randomizer is just one of the things that they could do that would really you know, that would be, like, a huge deal. Like, it would be a really engaging, really groundbreaking thing for that game to have. Um, I didn't put it on my list, but, I mean, that would be massive. Even down to more, like, granular customization, like you were yeah. like you were saying, suit customization. I think Metroid needs to start letting me customize, like, my combos together, my beams, my, like, loadout, whatever it is, like, my suit. Like, yeah, I want to get, like, the big, like, cool visual upgrades and whatnot, and, like, major upgrades that the game gives me on leveling up. But I want to be able to customize mm-hmm. way more because that that is another incentive to go back and play the game. Like, oh, I'm going to play it differently this way. Like. Yeah. Oh, I played it differently than you did because I favored this weapon or I liked using this power up, whatever it is. And that kind of stuff, I still think you can absolutely retain the Metroidvania-ness of it because you're just adding to the density of, of potential options. And you got to collect all those different factors to make them all work anyway. So that plays perfectly into Metroid. So I, I want that layer of customization, like people, I, especially these days. I mean, we're, we, we kind of went in through an era of like, 
both games that were like kind of hero shooters like you kind of like pick a character that's kind of set but even then there's customization and then there's other games that go the complete other side where like you could just customize so much of it like down to like what they're wearing and what the the, the, the what the gun has on it itself and all that like that i think i i want to i want to tinker in the garage with samus's suit i want to have different gameplay than maybe someone else and then go back and try their style like all that kind of stuff sounds really appealing to me in a metroid scenario you know, I'm going, I, I don't, I'm going to. Or you go first, Andy. I, I, I was going to quickly a uh, quick point because I don't do this often, but I'm going to give Metro Prime Hunters some flowers here. Um, I was playing it a little bit last night, uh, I, and you know what? That game, for better or worse, like when you switch your beams, it, it switches. It switches how those beams work, and it's not. I, I will say, like sometimes in Metro Prime, you you switch beams, but it, it feels a little bit arbitrary. Like you switch it to to blast a different color, and and you know what I mean. Whereas in in Hunters, like you know, you switch you switch your weapon, and it's like all of a sudden I got a sniper rifle. Like that's that's the the kind of thing that I want to see uh, continued and 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 push forward in in Prime Four. Yeah, and that sniper rifle works differently depending on who has it. So there's right, even an right. additional layer there, which I feel like you could even implement into a single player campaign. This weapon works depending on what other part of your loadout you have. It works in a different way. Like that kind of stuff is really cool. But Doom, mm-hmm. what did you have to say? say i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna spoil a tiny part of uh my prime three definitive ranking talk because uh when i was in the pirate homeworld one of the things i absolutely loved about that area was you know kind of the espionage atmosphere of that of that whole area and you know even though we all know samus is a tank samus can blow up every everything in her path no problem easy peasy but there's something about me that I just love the feeling of sneaking into a base undetected. I'm, like, standing right in front of you, and you can't see me. And there's so many instances, especially in that opening segment of the Pirate Homeworld, where it's just like that, where you're infiltrating. And that's a scripted sequence, obviously. But I'm wondering, like, in this whole customization, I wonder if you could actually customize your playstyle to, you know, to actually cater more towards those kind of sequences throughout Metroid Prime 4, even. I, I, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean. Like, if you want to be a guns blazing, go and mess up all the space pirates. You can do that. If you want to be a little bit more sneaky, a little bit more uh, avoid. You know, let's just say that stealth is more your game than than one on one bravado. You could do that as well. Like, I, I feel like that's. I feel like that's not asking like a whole lot. Like, I, I feel like with with how Metroidvanias and first person shooters have evolved in the last uh, you know fifteen years since Metro Prime Three. I think we could easily bring that kind of stuff to the table. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I've got another one here. This one's a little bit more practical, and, and I think that this one is, is probably going to happen, actually. But I, I think that in order for Metro Prime 4 to be as big of a success as it can, um, it, it needs to launch either with, like, day one when the Switch 2 launches or or very early on. Um, and, and I say that because I think that you... I mean, you could definitely be successful if it launched like a year later, but like, I do think that there's value to like, you just picked up a new system. There's only X amount of, of physical games to buy. Let's make Metro Prime 4 one of them. And I, and I think that that helps. And I think traditionally, like you, you saw that in the first year of all the Switch games that came out. I mean, maybe it was due to the nature of being the Switch, but like Mario Odyssey, uh, Splatoon, uh, Mario Kart, Zelda... All of those franchises had never seen sales like that. And and I I think it was, you know, like I said, like I, it could be in part because it was on the Switch itself. It could be in part because all those games are fantastic. But I also think this because it launched early as well, and that kind of helped establish those. So um, while I think that 
again, not to not to rush anything, like, you know, launch it when it's ready. But I do think it's you want to get it out sooner rather than later when the Switch 2 launches, um, especially if it's going to be your, your quote-unquote tech demo and show what a powerful machine to show, like, visually, uh, maybe system-wise, like, what this machine can actually do. Um, mm. Which is easier said than done because we know nothing about the Switch 2. But I, I think that, that that will be an important factor to its success. And also because then it's literally just out longer for you know pe- for people to buy. Uh, Metroid, Metroid Dread, when it came out, the Switch's life was half over, and they're going to be moving on to the new console. Uh, you know, more than half over, aren't well, Yeah, more than half, I guess. So, but <laughs> yeah. assumedly, they're going to be moving on to the next console pretty quickly. So, like, yeah. you don't have all that time to go back, and maybe they bring back Greatest Hits or Nintendo Classics or whatever it's called. Um, that the, the point is, is that the the when it comes out, I think it should come out at the start of the Switch's life. I think that's a a low key, pretty important factor. I 100% agree with that. I think I think within the first year of the Switch's life is is when I'm personally expecting the title yeah. release, and also when I think it should release as well. Um, you know, Metroid Dread, it's the best-selling game in the series. Um, incredible success, uh, regardless what anyone else wants to say. Um, but the thing with that game is that, unlike a lot of the other Switch games, is it it didn't have the legs. And what I mean by that is it had this... It had this huge opening volley of sales, you know, unlike anything the series has ever seen. But then, you know, after that December, February, it just kind of dipped. Like, that was the peak, and then it just immediately dipped, and it never really recovered since then. And, mm-hmm. you know, now now, now the sales numbers are, are pretty static. You know, whereas, you know, you look at Luigi's Mansion 3, and, you know, every single... Obviously, it's not selling nearly as much as it did when it first came out, but every time there's a financial report, you know, there's another one, two point you know, two point something million copies sold since the last last report, you know. Breath of the Wild, I mean, we've talked about this game num- numerous times. Just insane insane amounts of success. You know, all of these big Switch games, you know, even, even something like Splatoon 2, you know, I mean, all of these games have legs. You know, they're, you know, they, they still, they still have enough momentum keeping them going. And that's what Metroid Prime 4 needs. Uh, you know, I not not just from a sales perspective, but also just to keep the conversation about this game going. Because when people mm-hmm. are talking about Metroid, that's when good things happen. Yeah, it's just it's difficult because like the games you all mentioned, those are all IPs that are like in the zeitgeist. Like they're all gonna be constantly talked about. Like regardless, like Metroid, you don't hear about it unless there's a new game coming out. Mario is always there's always Mario, there's always Zelda, there's always Pokemon. Like there's always gonna be it's like that. They'll they'll always have a tale. And I, I, I don't like even Metroid Prime Four. I'm not a, nearly gonna ever anticipate like it having that same kind of tale unless it has frequent updates coming out. And I didn't put this on my list, but like I would 100% say that like you need one to two updates or like DLC releases in the first year, year and a half. Just um, so I don't burn it, I did put that on my list, and yeah, I think you're gonna I, say exactly what I'm thinking. Like it needs to have that kind of stuff. It yeah. needs to have you know like a free update or whatever, like DLC, like additional like missions or post game to yes. have people come back to the game. Yes. Realistically, though, I didn't put the, I didn't put those on my list because I don't think those are necessary for it to be a success. Bottom line, I think those are things that will make it a big success, like a big success. And then even bigger is it needs multiplayer because that's something that keeps people coming back to the game every day. Um, but yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. I think it's just, you know, difficult kind of ranking up against like a Mario, you know, but it, it's, yeah, you want yeah. something that is like, you well, go I'm not, to I'm it not, and I'm the not directly comparing it to Mario. Mario. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, just but, like... but I, to go back to what you were saying, though, I agree it needs to... to um, come out 
near the Switch 2's launch. And and particularly, I actually do think it needs to be or should be a launch game and not a within a year like launch window game. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, unless it isn't, but I think we've all kind of accepted or at least like taken for granted or whatever, but like that the Switch 2 will be backwards compatible. So let's say that it is. When the games on the Switch launched, like they didn't have like a library to, to compete with. Those were the only games you could play on the Switch. So you kind of had to play those. Switch 2 is back, backwards compatible. If you if Metro Prime 4 waits, let's say, a year to come out, not only is it competing with the year's worth of Switch 2 games, it's also competing with the existing Switch library, which is which means like you you have so much variety that mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild didn't have to compete against. Mario didn't have to compete against all that kind of stuff. So Just to add on top of that, presumably some of those would also have updates and patches to have right. Switch 2 like before. There's gonna be a ton of stuff that's gonna be competing against. So I hundred percent think that Prime 4 really kind of needs to be a launch title so it doesn't kind of get lost in in the waves and in, in, in the crowd. Um, which I don't necessarily think it would even if it comes out a year later. But I mean, man, just the opportunity it would get to, to a, a be year later right next long. to the or like even six months later, like the the tent pole moment is the console releasing there's nothing bigger than that why not be attached to that oh six months to a year later people might have bought all the games they want to play for that year and, and not be ready to dish out more money i i think like the sweet spot if it's not gonna be a launch title do you guys remember when the gamecube came out and like i think it was like a month or two later like smash bros melee came out um i i think mm-hmm. like you could you could maybe wait like a month or two later, but I, I think beyond that, you're you're kind of you're you're missing your chance a little bit. Only to, if you're really doing the holidays, I think. Like if the Switch Two comes out in September and you release yeah. the game in November or December for I, yeah, Christmas, then that's one fine. thing. Yeah. But if you're releasing it in February or March and you wait till July or August or September to release it, yeah, that doesn't work. I don't think. I agree. And and, and like look at Metroid. Like there's there's never really been uh, a game that I can. There's been two games that I can think of that got in early on a console's lifespan three games actually so metroid prime metroid and metroid prime 3 corruption and metroid prime and the original nestroid did great they they sold a ton of copies because they got i think in maybe in small part but at least in part because they got in early on the console's lifespan i mean metroid prime Mm. 3 unfortunately just kind of the exception there it didn't but i mean that that game couldn't buy a commercial or anything like that either so Mm. that was that was a different story but um i mean you look at all the other games Going to your point, actually, Andy, uh, Prime 3 was originally supposed to be a launch title, but it was uh, delayed um, for extra mm-hmm. polish, um, yeah. according to Retro, at yeah. least. It was, it Unfortunately, was revealed it like, this... along with the original Revolution, I feel like, when yeah. that was revealed. Yeah, yeah. That, it, was, it, was the first, it was the first game they... Um, yeah. They, they didn't necessarily show it off. It was a CG trailer, but like, right. it was the first game they revealed for the console. It showed it off to me. Uh, I was pumped. Yeah, yeah I was too. I, that was enough for me. <laughs> uh, my my yeah. point is that like you get Super Metroid comes in when the when the SNES is done. You get you know you get uh, Metroid Prime Two. You've only got two years left on the uh, on the GameCube. You get Other M, which I mean obviously had its and the biggest offender is Samus Returns, which you know was sent out to die. Uh, on the I think the, I think the biggest issue I think the biggest issue with Super was that it released close to Donkey Kong Country and like the graph those visuals were just insanely revolutionary at the time and just like. Metroid I think the biggest issue like... with Super is that the the 64 was out in like like 18 yeah. months after it. Yeah. Like if there were, if there was ever going to be a tale with Super Metroid it wasn't going to happen because the 64 was no. imminent. No. Um so yeah, that's uh that's great. I don't even remember who we're on right now, but uh, that's um, a great point. I got one. Cuz it's it's one that's kind of I cuz Andy you cheated. 
Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Well, everyone gets one. So okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a cheat one in because I already kind of put in like needs DLC or whatever free updates, like whatever. Um, it needs to have an incredible soundtrack because apparently yes. that's no longer. It's no longer a a a, a God given right as a Metroid <laughs> fan that I get a perfect soundtrack. Apparently, did we all put this on our list? Apparently, uh, I, I put it on mine. So this is. So this is more so on like my personal wants list, but I'm no, I'm no, totally no. down to I'm is, totally think, down to agree here. I, I think, think this, this needs is to an happen. objective needs to happen because yeah. like Dread, the only reason we saw anything cool like from the Game Awards, for example, for Dread is because it was nominated for best game. It wasn't nominated for best like audio score or like or, or sound design or whatever <laughs> it was. Like, like what the hell are we gonna play? They, they <laughs> play? Yeah, and they only played like old Metro. They didn't play anything from Dread. I don't even think like they played. Like, yeah, they played a theme of Samus. Yeah, exactly. So they didn't even play anything. Like, for me, like I haven't listened to an original Metroid soundtrack on YouTube from a new Metroid game in so long. I can just enjoy like there's something like I've talked about it on the show. Full package games where it hits on gameplay, it looks great, the story's awesome. But to be full package to me, it needs to have good music. I need to get like lost in the game. I need to get lost in it when I'm outside of the game. I need to get lost in I'm inside the game. Metroid like. Of all games, should have an impeccable soundtrack, yes. and I and I have I have faith in retro. I have, I don't know this new retro very well, but I mean I know from Donkey Kong games those have fantastic music. The old Metroid Prime games have fantastic music, but man, we like nothing carries the hype than some good music too. Like that's something that people share around and enjoy and and gets appreciated. So I I think that like for it to be a full package game, for it to be a success, it needs. It's no longer a given. It needs to have an incredible soundtrack. I'm sorry, Doom. Retro. I'm sure you've got something to say here, but I, I really, I really quick before I hand it over to you, I just want to say, um, so I've been, I've been playing Sea of Stars on on Switch. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. I completely forgot. But go ahead. It's awesome. But one of the one of the things that made me like, I've, I've only played it three three hours, but I'm in love with it. And one of the things that made me fall in love with it is is the sound, like the sound mm. of the game, the music, the just the sound effects. It's so like it's unbelievable and and that's the power of music and like i feel like dread soundtrack was mediocre samus returns soundtrack was mediocre federation forest soundtrack was mediocre other m soundtrack was mediocre you can you know i'm a defender it's of it's been a while yeah like prime that's 3 even one, like you know some people are on the fence about that but like when's the last time you could say that a metroid game had like just a a blow away soundtrack it's been a long time a long time and i think that Metroid was always known for that, and I, they they have yeah. to they have to have an awesome soundtrack. I I don't think it's just a like you, to echo what you said, Dak. I don't think it's like a thing that would be nice. I think it's a thing that has to happen. It needs to happen. Yeah, Metroid needs to get back to that that yeah. spot. Hey, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled to put this <laughs> in, in the list. Absolutely, listen, Retro. You brought back David Wise for uh, DK Tropical Freeze, and you produced uh, one of the most beautiful Donkey Kong soundtracks ever made. You gotta bring back the Ben, the boy, Kenji Yamamoto for Metroid Prime Four, or at least someone, <laughs> or at least someone who studied his music and understand what makes Metroid pop. Someone who understands, you know, Hirokazu Tanaka's original influence on the series, and you know what makes a Metroid soundtrack so unique. What makes it stand out from the pack. I also think I don't want just another Metroid Prime soundtrack, which is going to sound really weird coming coming from me. Mm. Like, obviously, it needs to take elements from that. I would be thrilled to see some of those original um, 
sample libraries and synth patches return to make it feel familiar. But, you know, it can't just be another Metroid Prime soundtrack. It can't just be another Metroid Prime 2 soundtrack, despite it being one of my favorites of all time. It has to be somewhat unique unique it has to it has to try new thing kind of going back to our initial topic that you brought up andy in terms of like it has to cross new barriers it has to be ambitious mm-hmm. i feel like the soundtrack has, has to, to reflect ambitious. that as well yeah yeah perfectly said perfectly said um, 100% agree we need saxophones let's just like let's think hey. of a very abs- <laughs> a random instrument and let's just let's throw it in there odst style screw it hey, you know there's nothing wrong with a good sax solo i love the saxophone i was Me not too. i was not i yeah. was not joking <laughs> um i i have no idea whose turn is but doom i feel like we have we haven't got to you in a while so take it away my friend all right absolutely so uh you know we were talking about like you know when this game was going to release on uh switch 2 but we haven't really talked about the original switch and that's where kind of the theming Mm. of this next point comes in metroid prime 4 needs to feel like the glass is half full for switch owners assuming that metroid prime 4 is cross gem which all three of us are in agreement on at this point it's probably going to receive enhancements for the Switch 2 version. The Switch 2 version needs to feel like an upgrade of an already quality game, not the default version of a game that is being downported to Switch. Part of this overlaps with marketing, but essentially Nintendo needs to make both versions look like quality products. You know, I don't know if I agree with you. I don't know if I do. I, I, I And of course, I agree with you in the sense that like, if this is going to be a cross-gen game... It should be, it should look and it should run great on the Switch. No doubt about it. But I I think you want the enhanced, we're assuming, right? Like we're assuming on Switch 2, it's going to be graphically enhanced and, and all that. I think you want that to be the version where you're just like, this is the version of Metroid Prime 4. This is the best version of this game. Oh, no, I agree. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the Switch version, you know, it can't look like, you know, Cyberpunk at launch is what I'm saying, basically. You don't want it to look like your average Pokemon Uh, game running on the Switch. You want that Switch version to still be a quality game. Not the definitive game, obviously. This game is going to be on the Switch, too. This is the definitive way to experience this game. You cannot get this on our previous console, so you should totally buy our new console so that you can play it the way it's meant to be played. But... For those of you who, you know, you, you don't want to spend that money or let's be real, you know, scalpers are making it impossible for you to buy it at launch. You know, we still have options for our current Switch base and you're still going to get a very quality AAA Nintendo experience from this. Can I say something yeah. like wild? I think yeah. I think if push came to shove that Nintendo and retro, if push came to shove should emphasize development on making that version of the Switch 2 version of Metro Prime 4 so awesome that if it can't run on the Switch, it doesn't come out on the Switch. I think that that's a hard decision, but I think that's the right decision. And I would do that if I was them. Yeah, I mean... Maybe. Uh, I'd have to think about that. Because on one hand, it's like... That marketing situation, like... Nintendo's always going to want to push people to play Metroid Prime 4 on the Switch 2 because they want to sell Switch 2 consoles. So, right. like, they, the conversation wouldn't be, oh, but for the people who aren't going to spend the money, like, blah, they're not going to, they don't, right. they're they only, they're focused on people trying, they want them to spend the money, so they're going to try to get them to. So I think if anything, they're going to emphasize the, hey, you're missing out on the Switch, you need to get a Switch 2 so you can play it the right way. But I also agree that it does need to, it should play serviceably and be fine on the original switch because 
Yeah. It's, we want everyone to as many people to buy it as possible. I don't agree that it shouldn't come out on the 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 original Switch at all. Even uh, if it I'm like, not saying that. I'm not saying. I'm saying if if push came to shove. Well, right, but what would that push come to shove be? I, I don't know. Be Maybe... Like the game only able to run like in 30 fps like yeah, and it yeah, looks I, I like know. um roblox like maybe. maybe but even but 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 even then why wouldn't you sell that if people could if people are gonna buy it you know like if, if they put out the the crappier switch version and people still buy it why wouldn't you put it out there because it's not like you're gonna advertise you're gonna be advertising the nice version on the switch too so right. I, 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 I don't know what scenario would lead to them not doing that. Yeah, I, no, like, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I just I think there is like it's a very hard like line because on the one hand, you don't want to like you want to reward your loyal fan base who have had a switch for six years. and You don't want to be like, hey, screw you, buddy. Like this game that's coming on the switch Two runs at 10 FPS on your console and buy the new one or, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, but at the same time, you do want to encourage people to adopt the new console. So I, I, I do think that that i mean it's obvious that they should focus on the switch too it should be serviceable on the original switch but i think at this point we're now talking about like almost switch Two marketing where i think we could all agree that nintendo is going to want to push the option that gets people to buy the new console and not you know mm-hmm. settle for yeah. playing the subpar version on the console they already have yeah yeah i think i think that's fair and 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 i'm not advocating that this game should not come out on switch i just i think that they should make it as as absolute best as they can and take advantage of everything that the switch 2 has to offer so, so what you're saying i think is the switch version should not hold back the switch 2 version correct yes and, okay. and, and yes. It, it's tough because we don't know anything about the switch 2 um other than rumors right so like maybe maybe the switch like maybe the switch 2 isn't that far advanced from the switch and if that's the case then great that's that's awesome but if like if if the Switch Two is is potentially as as powerful as we've heard, and they're really really optimizing for that, and they just they can't get, like I don't think that they're going to release a, a shitty version of Metroid Prime Four on the Switch, right? And like, what's what's the worst option? Releasing a crappy <laughs> version on the Switch or releasing no version on the Switch and emphasizing Switch Two? Uh, I don't know. It's it's a tough decision. Yeah. Thing I think I think if there's a version being on Switch, I don't think there's any way that the Switch 2 version would be able to take full advantage of that feature set. Just to to have something that was able to remain parity, I don't think that would be possible. That That's being my, said, though, yeah. I don't necessarily... That being said, though, even if it's not taking full advantage, I don't necessarily think that means that we're not... that we couldn't see a substantial difference. I mean... You know, um, you know, we've seen tons of like, you know, cross gen releases on the PS4 and PS5. You know, that still like very much look leagues apart from each other. And so, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think that even if Prime Four isn't taking full advantage of Switch Two, I still could see it being a substantial difference. Prime Five, on the other hand, that one, that one's going all in. Yeah, I. It is. It is a rock and a hard place situation because it's like I mean, we just spent the earlier part of the episode being like, it needs to be huge. It needs yeah. to have this. It has to, and then, but also, how could they do all of that on the original Switch, which you know, I, I, it runs think... Metro Primary Master beautifully, but Metro Primary Master is a much smaller game. So I get what you're saying, Annie. It's like, is it even possible right. to, for the game we're asking for? Like, I, and... I think the more I hear you say it, Doom, the more I kind of disagree with you and say like, it, it needs to go all Metro Prime Four, not Five. Four needs to go all in. And and maybe I mean, a Switch version is impossible if you do that. I don't think you're necessarily wrong either. I mean, maybe that is what they need to do. Like at the yeah. at the cost of potentially losing out on people who can't check it out because they only they don't get a Switch too. And 
That's a tough that, spot, man. That's 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 tough because no, yeah. The, I mean, prob- the problem is because yeah. they are they literally announce this game like at the beginning of the Switch life cycle. You know that's what, kind of that's no, kind of been the source of the, like it wasn't the beginning though. No, it was it, two years into it. It's it, it, it well no it, it was twenty. At the they they it announced it in twenty seventeen. Here's the thing. It's, it's it was not, a year. Okay. Game game delays happen all the time. They happen. And it's not like it was malicious. It's not like if you it only was bought barely it, announcement too. Yeah, it, it, like, it's not like yeah, it's not like it was a full trailer game. It was like it was we're, like we're, we're working, working on, on it. <laughs> yeah. So like I, I I really hate that argument where it's like well they promised on the switch. You know what? Sometimes life happens. <laughs> Here's the thing. I agree. The question isn't whether I agree though. The question is does Nintendo agree? Who knows what those and that crazy I'm, bastards think? And that I, exactly. Uh, <laughs> who, who the hell knows? <laughs> um, I've got another one. Yeah, shoot. Real quick here. Yeah. Um, this one I think is, I don't know, this was probably my weakest one, but I think it's kind of important. Um, I do think that the game needs to have a, a simple story like the original Metroid Primes, but I want it to be not as so, not so much of it behind backstory and logs and, and lore. I would like a little bit more in the active, active story, yeah. in, the, yeah. in the active present story, but I would like it to be nice, easy to follow, still compelling though. Um, I, I, I don't want it to, I mean, I want it to be cinematic, but I don't want it to go full other M. I don't want it to be like the original Metroid Prime though, because I would like it to feel like it's advanced a little bit more storytelling wise. I love being able to dig more into the details in, in, in lore and and scan logs and log books and all that stuff. But there is an opportunity to really give us more of a present story, which I feel like these days, like, I, I think I need a little, at least for me. And I think for a lot of people need like characters to attach to and a story to follow and and gameplay is great but I, I feel like if it's too close to like the simplicity of metro the original metro prime story again it brings back the comparison of 20 years have gone by and and what have we really like kind of changed i do want it to feel like not even like a reboot of metro prime but to kind of go back to its roots mm. but i don't want it to be like so close to its roots that doesn't feel like things have changed too much and for me i would i would love if we got more of an active story in the game give me a more robust story that makes sense and makes me feel like there's much more down the road like you know a a nice self-contained story that can lead to more so just a nice solid story don't go crazy don't go super like melodramatic or anything like that give me a you know cool awesome like heroic samus on an alien planet or alien planets taking out an alien whatever it is and but give me more of it in the actual active story and not bury so much of it in like text i want this to be the doom 2016 of the metroid prime series that's what i want mm-hmm. okay well for people who haven't played doom 2016 what do you mean <laughs> in terms of like in <laughs> terms of like it's people. a game yeah yeah in terms of like you know here's a game that like clearly takes a lot of inspiration from like the classic doom titles not so much doom 3 which was more of a survival horror game still a great game by the way but definitely far removed from like the atmosphere of those classic titles doom 2016 brings this fresh new perspective which is also at this time in you know the fps like cycle kind of a fresh take on fps's since they've kind of moved away from like that boomer shooter doom clone kind of kind of fps style and so you have that but you also have all these modern conventions and storytelling elements and unlockables and upgrade paths that you know make the game you know feel like something wholly original even though a lot of it it's still rooted in traditions of the past and that's that's what i want for metroid prime 4 yeah yeah i I don't really have much to add to that i I think that's that's like i agree i i like especially after playing metroid prime 3 like that that is an active story and it's it's really yeah, engaging. It's There's great. a lot of great moments. It's a in great that story. Game. Yeah. yeah, I I love the I would I I love the story of Prime Three, but also to be fair, 
I think that story works a lot more because of what had been yes. set up in the pr- first two games. Like, I don't think no you could have done that much of an active story. Like, I don't think it would have worked as well if you had that much of an active story in the first Metroid Prime. You would have lost that feeling of isolation and, and it's the mystery the of the early... To, exactly. Yeah. I, I will yeah. say this. I had it. Uh, this actually kind of builds into your point. But I had it on my list. And it, it's kind of like the, the lower end of my list as well. Like, I, I don't know if you necessarily like need this to be a success. But like, I feel like, you know, the phrase like, uh, like, like fake it till you make it almost like I feel like in I, order... I love that phrase. Yeah. Well, I live my life by that phrase. <laughs> That's how I my degree. Every That's week on the Omega Metroid podcast. Yeah. I love that. Um, but like, so my thing is like. If you want to, if you want to be, you know, taken as a a legitimate AAA big time release, you need to do big time release AAA things, and and that means it's like, okay, no more text when people talk. Like, let's get some voice actors in here. Like, if you want to, mm-hmm. if you want to have scannable lore, that's great. But like, I don't want to stop my gameplay to to read a oh. bunch of this stuff. Like, I want, I want like a. a an AI or something like that, like reading while I move. Like I, how great like, would it be if you could read it, but also you had the option to just turn on yeah, text yeah. to speech and then just keep going. Yes. It, exactly. That, that's, that's it. It's like, it's like, there's a lot of really, really, really engaging lore in, in the Metro prime series that I think like a lot of us don't really read. You just kind of scan it because you know, you need to, and you know, it fills yep. out your logbook. but like, do you, are you actually listening to it? Um, and, and, you know, I'll go back to uh, to the Batman Arkham games, which is coming out on Switch next week. And we did a great Inspired by Metroid on it. But, like, that's kind of a, a good example. And it's an easy thing, too. It's like there's voice logs that you can listen to at any time. And they play while you're moving. And, like, you know, it's it's simple. And it's and it feels – it just adds to the presentation. And, you know, it's, it's, it's doing these things that big AAA games do that makes you – kind of a big triple a game like you know like yeah. even even like breath of the wild and zelda and, and nintendo games in general like you know it's it's like come on like let's let's get some voice acting here like skyrim in 2011 had countless voice actors in it and it added to the real world it added to the atmosphere it added to the immersion and and i'm not saying that you can't get that by just reading the scans and stuff like that but like i think that that helps or like you know if i if i see admiral dane I don't want to have to read what he says and press A, read what he says, press A. I just want to listen to him and like keep moving in active time. So it's the little things like that that I think really contribute to the, the presentation and how other people perceive Metro Prime 4. Say in in terms of that uh, that scan proposition, I actually think there's a really cool way you, that you can do the best of both worlds. I think most of the scans are still readable, like kind of your your generic scans, like when you're scanning like a random panel in the environment or like a bush or something like that. Yeah. But then when you yeah. scan like, but then when you scan like a logbook entry, for example, that also has um you yeah. know the AI voice or the audio attached to it as well for those more rare scans, the very important. Well, that, scans. that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Like those those ones that go into your logbook, you can go back at any time. You can either Story read it or you can stuff. play it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, like stuff that's important to know or that it's interesting to know. I don't need like to read off the the the, the plant life like necessarily, but if it's like a lore relevant thing or like a story relevant thing, hundred percent. Yeah. And and I have my last point here because this is along the lines of what you're talking about here, Andy, I think is is like a modernization of the the gameplay and especially in along the lines of like FPS stuff. Like it needs obviously dual analog controls, I think. I think we're pretty certain we're gonna get that. But like yeah. 
I would even say stuff like being able to run and sprint or maybe even crouch outside the morph ball, being able to melee, being able to grapple beam without grapple points, like stuff that mantling mantle. Yeah, like yes, ledge, exactly. Stuff like that, where like if you played a modern FPS, you would feel right at home. I think and this is something that I actually it's very anecdotal, but I talked to a few of my friends who had played Metro Prime Remastered. And they they liked the game, but I, they were like, it feels archaic. Like, I know this game came out 20 years ago. And that's totally fine. And I don't think Metroid Prime Remastered needed to change because it is what it was. And it was meant to be like the original. But Metroid Prime 4 should not be playing like Metroid Prime, the original. Like, it shouldn't lose what makes Metroid Prime 4 what it is. I don't think it need, people need to be blazing through the game and super high focus on combat. Though I would like a little more of a focus on combat, to be fair. Um but I, I do think that you should be able to take the experience of FPS today, implement it into Metroid, and then put on the Metroid bells and whistles and, and make it unique in that, in that way. I should be able to bring that kind of muscle memory over, so to speak. And I, I certainly for a game like Metroid Prime 4, if it feels like it doesn't have a lot of those things, it's going to feel archaic, just like older Metroid Prime games. And I would like it to be a game where I feel right at home coming from playing Halo or Destiny or, or Apex or or Call of Duty, whatever it is, because there are a lot of similarities, and as there should be, because they're in the same genre. And mm. having all of those things makes it even makes it feel like an evolution of the gameplay. Like I would love to be able to hide behind cover and mantle over stuff and grab stuff and just grapple or on a piece of rock and not have to have a grapple point there and all that kind of stuff. And that is more immersive to me because it feels more natural. It doesn't feel like I'm so restricted because it's a game. I have the right uh, restrictions that feel natural. So that was something I think that was my, my fifth point. I think that's going to be very important, especially for new for new players. I mean, there's a lot of people who, even if they played Metroid Dread, this is going to probably be their first Metroid game or their second Metroid game. Having it feel modern is a huge, huge part of, of the game being adopted by a lot of people, I think. There was a period in first-person shooters about five or six years ago that I like to refer to as the advanced movement era. You had all these uh, FPSs, uh, a lot of them even in established franchises, that went futuristic. And with that futurism came all these advanced movement mechanics. Uh, Wall running was like one of the big ones. That was like one of the big, big fads. Yeah, yeah, Titanfall 2, Black Ops did it. uh, Advanced Warfare, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, and... um, Wall and yeah, would and be sick was, in a Metroid Prime game, but continue. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and it was it was big for a few years, and then everyone got and then everyone got sick of it because these advanced mechanics became oversaturated, and like all the big FPSs coming out, so they they died fast. And we haven't really seen wall running since then, except I think Apex. I've never played Apex before. Is it is wall running in Apex? Actually, I haven't. Pl- I used to play Apex a little bit. I don't know if there. I think there might be a a champ that like can. Like specifically, wall run. I don't know if all of them can, because I know one has like a grapple and the other ones don't. But okay. Yeah. But point is, like stuff like the wall run or like these other like future futuristic advanced mechanics, you don't really see that anymore. I think Metroid Prime Four is like the perfect time to bring all this stuff back, and it makes sense in a game like Metroid that's so heavily based in sci-fi. It's a type of series where you can get away with stuff like that, and I think combining that with Samus's already pre-established abilities, there is so much potential to have some really cool movement mechanics. So personally, at least when it comes to 2D Metroid, that to me is what defines like the best 2D Metroids is stellar movement. Again, stuff like Metroid Dread, Zero Mission, stuff where like Samus is just the most fun thing on the planet to control. Yeah. The Prime series yeah. for me is more of an immersive sim for me than a movement sim, but what if we could get the best of both worlds? Have that immersive sim where you have the option to slow down to, 
to um, observe the environment. But when you do want to speed through or when you're in a combat section, you can pull off all of these sick tricks that you just can't do in any other shooter. Yeah, like I should be able to like crouch behind cover and mantle over stuff or I should be able to run in and dash in and grapple off something and run and slide and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, the, they brought the slide to, Met- to 2D Metroid, bring it to 3D Metroid. Uh, yeah, I mean, thinking about, like, why does Samus have to do, like, a big, like, jump? She should be able to, like, Halo 5 boost and whatnot and all that kind of stuff with her jetpacks. Yeah, like, that... I don't need it to go full Twitch shooter. Like, full, like, like crazy, like, mm, yeah. Call of Duty. Yeah we, yeah, we don't need CSGO Prime 4. <laughs> well, well, CS, well, CSGO is complete... is not Twitch. That's, like, tactical shooter. That's not moving at all. <laughs> that I don't want either. That's way... That's, that's <laughs> I want to hold angles in Metroid, for sure. As much as I love holding a good angle. Um, I don't need to rainbow six it or anything like that, but yeah, I, I would like it to feel more modern. I would like, again, it goes back to what you're saying earlier, Andy, about like, I want to be able to play it in different ways. And you can do that when you modernize the controls a little bit and Metroid prime, like you can only move at one speed. You can only really approach things and you can't really stealth like kind of, but not really. Um, and with you give more options in a modernized FPS, you can do all those kinds of things. And it would feel a lot more immersive, like Doom was saying, cause you feel like you're in full control. And not mm-hmm. like limited, so yeah, I agree with that. I, I I think, I mean, listen, look at look at Metro Dread. I think that game really showed us how important momentum and movement flash chips in, in Prime. Yeah, like come on, <laughs> like I I think like they I, I, this is this isn't a key to Metro Prime's uh, Metro Prime Four's success necessarily, but like they got to find a way to make the speed boost work. They got to find a way to make the screw attack work. They got to find a way to make wall jumping do work it. better. Like, and I think yeah. they can do it. And, and all those sound like, like really good to me. Like I, I, again, like it's just like break free of the things that you think Metroid prime is and does keep what, keep the essence of it. But like move forward, like, uh, like a breath of the wild evolution um, for, for, you know, and for better or worse, it's and and that game did lose some of what like the classic Zelda games had, but I think the trade off was was fair and, and took the series to its biggest, you know, its biggest game ever. So, yeah, I think that sounds good. I have I have one more. This this would undoubtedly lead to the game success, but I I feel not very confident that this would ever happen. But uh, package this game with the Switch too, like mm, if it's a, a launch title, bundle it. Like have a bundle it so that if you're buying a switch 2 hey you're also buying metroid prime 4 or at the very least like like go like first hunt on it right like get get that demo and but have the game available to buy like right then and right there um or or like you know maybe maybe if the let's just throw days out there but if the switch 2 releases in september and metroid prime 4 is a launch title um have a metroid prime 4 themed switch 2 bundle at christmas like it, it would be so easy to do and like I, I can't think of the last big bundle that was you know that wasn't like a gimmick game or like a Mario game. Um, Zelda, I, right? Yeah. Was Animal packaged? Crossing had a bundle? Zelda had a Breath of the Wild. Oh wait, no, no, never mind. I'm sorry. Did, I'm Animal, Animal Crossing sounds right though. Yeah. Yeah, Animal I know Crossing it had its did. own Switch, yes. but I, like it's like, hey, Switch Two just came out. If you want to buy the Switch, like I'm talking like just a regular Switch, not even a theme one, but like on day one, like. Here's the Switch 2, uh, and it, here's the model, and here's another model of Switch 2. It's it's 80 bucks more, and it comes with Metro Prime 4, and you're good to go for I'll you know, go, your first game. I'll go one step further. I mean, again, I think now we're going beyond like what we what, what would be necessary, but yeah. give me give me a Metroid Prime 4 themed Switch. I want a Metroid Prime 4 edition yeah. 
well, Switch Pro, Switch Pro, or Switch Two, or Switch Prime. I want the Switch Prime. That's what I'm saying. That's like, if, if you if you release in September, November comes around, you have your bundle, and it's Metroid themed. Like, bada boom, bada bing. I mean, that's a that's like, a win win. Um, Nintendo Switch, I, Nintendo Switch Prime. I I, I kind of like that name. Yeah, that would have been worse. Actually, that would actually be kind of cool. Come on, come on, because it kind of sounds like Twitch Prime, which which also is a thing and also works. Um, Switch Prime. I'm uh, if if that's the thing, by the way, if that's what they call it, I I called it. Is all I'm saying. Somebody threw the, the, the first one there. I can't remember. Somebody threw out the Switch Advance, which I actually I don't mind that name either. I think that's kind of a got a little Switch SP. Hey, the the new Nintendo Switch. Now we're cooking. you, but like now, an hour, an hour. Like like I think a bundle would would undoubtedly help the game be a success. I just I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, Nintendo used agree. to do bundles. Nintendo used to do like bundles for like new releases, like all the like the GameCube was like known back in the day for having like insane, including Metroid Prime bundles. I, I think they had like um they had a, a bundle with like Metroid Prime and then the demo disc of Metroid Prime Two, um back when yeah. that game was coming out. Um, I remember the DS. There was like a there was like a Mario Kart uh, DS bundle with like um a bright red like. Uh, yes, DS yes. before like the DS like came out. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Didn't it have yeah, like the he... racing stripe on it from his like? Yeah, heart? yeah. Yes, I, I, I think it was that. like a. I think it was like a sticker that you could put on. That was before like yeah. they actually like imprinted like the mm-hmm. um limited 3D models. And like nowadays, like you get the limited edition consoles. You don't, but you rarely get the bundles. And if you do, it's usually for games that are released later on. Like again, like like Mario Kart. Like you get the the Mario Kart bundle every Black Friday, which is you know was like in the within the first couple months of the Switch launching. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's that's I, my I would, list. Do, that. do you got anything else? Few more. They're all like pretty, like pretty, like no duh obvious ones. I don't have any 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 other uh, bombs to drop. Okay. Um, hey, Metroid Prime Four has. Quick. Yeah, yeah. Metroid Prime Four has to review exceptionally well. That does not mean it has to be the best game in the series or even the best of the mainline Metroid Prime titles, but it has to stand shoulder to shoulder with the highlights of everything else released that year. It has to be in the conversation when people are talking about like the summary of the year, in a positive way, obviously. It, it needs to be. Jeff needs to talk about it at the Game Awards. Yes, <laughs> That's what you're saying. It needs to be at the Game Awards. He's got to throw on his graphic tee, his blazer. He's not going to wear any socks, and he's going to be talking about what a great game Metro Prime 4 is. I love Jeff. I'm a a Jeff fan. I am, too. No, no. no. Andy will like this. We need Hideo Kojima to name drop Metroid Prime 4. Andy would lose his mind. It would sell (laughs) 10 million copies if Kojima just made one tweet and say this is cool. (laughs) But if if the conversation was about... Uh, what we need this game to sell million, ten million copies of, or something. My my two are, it needs it needs some some dank multiplayer, and yeah, attach Kojima to to it or something, or or oh, something crazy. Well, I don't necessarily mean he develops the game. I mean like <laughs> I mean I mean like Kojima. You know, he talks about like the movies yeah, that he's, he's seeing like, in the games he's playing. No, like, no, if he, if he makes a, a tweet, he's in the game. <laughs> We play, like he, he, photo, he, yeah, he yeah. photo scanned <laughs> every single character himself into the game, including Jeff Keighley. Kojima talking about it would be hype. The uh, Kojima bump? Yeah. That's what we need, the Kojima bump. Um, Death Stranding 2 is going to be sick, by the way. Is um, it? Because I didn't play the first one, and it looks like a walking simulator. Death Stranding, the first one, is insane. It's uh, I can't say it's always fun, but it's always insane, which is great. If that isn't isn't there a bad guy in the in the... 
game called like Evil Badman or something. No, you're thinking of Die Hard Man, who's like there your, he's kind of, <laughs> <laughs> That's he's, about, a, yeah. he's actually sick in the game. He's like um, he's sure. kind of like your uh your Colonel Campbell, if you will. Okay. But uh yeah. anyways, Doom, what else do you got? Yeah, I actually I have Death Stranding uh, uh on Steam from the Humble Bundle, oh. but I'll, I'll I'll eventually get get to it eventually. Um anyways, uh more obvious stuff. The general public needs to be aware that the game exists. It has to be a part of the positive general conversation within gaming circles. How can Nintendo put this title into the minds of the masses without risking overexposure? Which again, it's basically just good marketing. Just kind of what we all agree on, kind of a general duh, but here people well, need it. Yeah. Yes, yes. I wanted to talk about this. This was one of my side points here because Andy, you were like, it needs a good marketing, blah blah. But it needs specific marketing, I think. It needs top of funnel marketing, which is like your top, like mo- most awareness possible. Because here's the thing, right? Like Metroid Prime is like everyone knows it's sick, but like it's one of those things where like it was really good twenty years ago. Like the diehard fans know about it. Like you're there. There are new generations of gamers that pr- have never heard of Metroid Prime, no matter how good it is. So like we can't be like, yeah, it'll sell itself. It won't if people don't know what it is. It will, I think, sell itself bottom funnel once people know what it is. But if they don't ever know, it won't ever sell. So, like, like it is a game that sells itself once you put it in front of people. So, I would, if I were marketing it, I would be like full top of funnel, like full awareness, putting it everywhere as you could, as often as you can, and then let me, people make their own opinions once they check it out. I wouldn't be like attaching celebrities to it, maybe a little bit of influencer stuff, but like, just because that's like easy, like but like, yeah, but yeah, Dude, exactly. I, like, I would, I'd be like, right, I'd be like, yeah, hey, yeah, there like, you go, <laughs> but like, I don't think you would need to do like that kind of middle or lower funnel stuff. I think you'd be doing top of funnel where you're just like trying to get the name out there, remind people of what Metroid Prime is at all, and get and, and make it feel like a big deal because you plaster it everywhere. Put like, like, that's one of those things where like it's cool if you put it on like the side of one of those buses in England or a billboard, or you have like a really huge promo, like, like you're doing commercials, like that kind of stuff. Like, I don't, that that's the kind of like, it needs to be everywhere. You look somewhere like it needs to feel like it's the biggest release at the time. So that's what I would, that's the kind of marketing I'd be doing. Gate went from this niche kind of RPG to like the biggest phenomenon of 2023, just because people actually know about it. Now people are constantly talking about it every day on social media and obviously, I don't think Prime 4 is going to reach that same level of hype. Baldur's Gate 3 kind of got lucky in that respect. But, like, it has it has to have that same kind of effect where just, like, people need to know about it. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would, I would say, though, that Baldur's Gate was really, like, word of mouth, too. Like, it was a mm-hmm. huge yeah. word of mouth stuff. Like, I honestly did not see a lot of it's gonna win game advertising of year, like this year. for it. I didn't see a lot of advertising. I, I, it could it could very well i think it, it probably will yeah. yeah um it was one of those things i didn't hear about it until it came out and then there was a big push from it. but it's also dungeons and dragons related it's kind of easy to like mm-hmm. attach that to the larger yeah. like thing it's based off but, of but yeah my, my ultimate my ultimate point though is just it's like it's because people knew about it like obviously it didn't have mm-hmm. a marketing camp prime 4 is going to have a bigger marketing campaign than baldur's gate 3 did but like the reason Baldur's Gate 3 is as popular is because people actually know about it. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. People yeah, have to know Prime 4 is a game that exists that they can play right now in the future. And, and by the way, I will say this anecdotally, I've never played Baldur's Gate before, but when I heard there was a Baldur's Gate 3, I was like, hmm, 
there's a third one. It must be pretty good if they've made three already. It's not Baldur's Gate Revolution. I'm like, that means it's good. Is it not? Is this the 14th game? The 15th? I don't know. But Baldur's Gate 3, I was like, hmm. That's a solid number three. That's a prime you know, you know, number I don't know right about that. There. I don't know about that Diablo 4, but you know Diablo Immortal, though? That's a subtitle. That's the one that I need to jump on. I don't know why you guys think that's so ridiculous. Yeah, Diablo 4 makes me not want to play it, because I'm like, oh, I haven't played Diablo 1, 2, or 3. Diablo Immortal? I don't know what the hell this is. I'll try it. Sure. How is that? That, that, how that's, is... that's the meme mobile game, Andy. It was... It was... <laughs> yeah, that, that's I, what I, I know what Diablo Immortal is, I'm saying, like... Hey, if you have a phone, you can play it. Indeed. True. Yeah, many people well, are saying this. Ultimately, I think we can agree that we need Metroid Prime Four to be good in order for to it good. to be. It needs to be a successful well. game. Clearly, yeah, yes. Um, Andy, real quick before we sign off here, um, uh, Sea of Stars, man, I really want to, <laughs> really want to dump into this game. What, what are your overall thoughts on the game so far? Okay, so I know that's completely off topic, but I, I, I love. No, I really important. enjoyed the. I really enjoyed the demo. Yeah. So. So. I, I want to preface this with um, with I'm, I'm I'm three hours in, so I, like I have a lot of game to go. But I I think I can comfortably say that if you if you like RPGs, you'll you'll love this game. Um, and if you don't like RPGs, I think you still will because I think like even even people that don't necessarily love JRPGs, I think most of them would say, you know, I played Chrono Trigger and it's really good. And this has a lot of Chrono Trigger vibes to it, like a lot, as you probably could tell just by playing the demo. Like the the battle mm. system is very similar. You, it's just a you don't go into a separate screen, but you do go into yes. a battle formation. There's I combo attacks. Yeah, it, it's awesome. Um, I love it's that. it's uh, it's a little bit more interactive than I than I thought at first. The battling system, it's it's kind of got a little bit of Paper Mario in it, where if you press the the button at the right time, you'll do extra damage, and if you press it at the right mm-hmm. time, you'll defend a little bit more. You can absorb elements to add a little oomph to your attack. You could stack that that element absorption. So like everything's really simple, but like there's it's actually like it's pretty complex. A lot of the different things that you can do. Um, the story so far is very charming. It's got uh, it's almost got like some what's a good comparable like some Final Fantasy X vibes to it a little bit almost. Or uh, it's 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 a very cool story. The music is is fantastic it's like doom you would love this this game's music it sounds just like there's probably a word for this that i i don't know but like it it's like a <laughs> modern nostalgic kind of uh what's that dua leap album future nostalgic that's a that's what it feels like to I, I don't, i've never listened to dua lipa <laughs> it feels so. like dua lipa that's a great way <laughs> that's on. a great review quote that's a great Hold box card you ever listen to dua lipa are you serious You've heard Dua Lipa. Yeah, like, you may not I, listen, I know, I know who Dua Lipa heard, is. I'm sure you've yeah, probably yeah, I, in passing heard a oh, Dua Lipa man. song. I, I, I can't say I love Dua Lipa, but you know, her singles are good. Anyways, but she has an album called Future Nostalgia where that just that, that's what the soundtrack to me is just like. It's like a modernized version of something I would have heard in the past. It's I, I can't recommend this game enough. It's awesome. It's like a... I don't know if there's a word for it, but there's like it's like nostalgic for something that you like didn't happen in the past but feels like it would have is that kind of like what you're uh I, you know i mean maybe but like i it's i'm probably actually overthinking because i did experience like i played chrono trigger back in the day and, and it feels very much like a like an snes style soundtrack but like no. just really like that's kind of what i'm saying it kind of feels like it, it gives the nostalgia of like as if it was released back then that like you did yeah, grow up yeah, on yeah, it yeah, yeah. and but you didn't you know kind of but feels it's like but like it's soundtrack too. yeah yeah it's it's so it's so awesome man let's like 
Uh, I, I'm really loving it so far, and uh, I would I would absolutely like encourage it to anybody. Play this, this might be yeah. my game of the year. I played three hours of it. You know, <laughs> like it's. I gotta it's jump sick. in because I gotta jump in. I had to ask that real quick. Um, before we wrap entirely, bringing it back to Metroid, we've got some. Well, first of all, by the way, you mentioned the speed booster. Destiny Two has it. Retro, please play that game, and then yeah. you can implement the speed booster. Very great. Um, second, we have some sick episodes coming up for um for the show. We do that are Metroid related that I'm very excited about. So yeah, one of them I'm that we uh, that we that we discussed earlier, we're going to be doing a uh, Metroid Prime Three definitive rank. It's been a while since we definitively ranked anything. I think it's been a long time. Uh, so I'm really excited. Uh, check earlier in, this earlier I was checking this year. the YouTube channel. Yeah. We did other, or you guys did other M. I yeah. was uh, busy doing yep. Capstone. He, we you said you M were somewhere. May. You're just like I'm not reviewing other M. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, we got we got a new sub series start. We're gonna be looking at uh, some some of the more lore centric, uh, you know, factions and, and happenings in the Metroid series, and that's that's coming next week actually. So that's gonna be really exciting. And then. Um, yeah, lots of other good stuff coming uh, coming down the pipe here. So lots of, uh, you know, I'm excited about the slate that we have for the next couple of weeks. You know what I also have, by the way, for you, another thing to anticipate, just thinking about it, we are approaching what I believe would have to be the window to do our um, uh, Omega Metroid versus Zelda Cast 3 trivia showdown because the last one was in January. You know, I was just thinking year. about that earlier. Actually. And we, uh, we uh, it's coming up on January again, so I don't know. I was I was thinking of some some different gimmicks and some different tricks. Uh, actually, I started thinking about this because I was playing Samus Returns and noticed, in fact, that there are indeed four Omega Metroids and not three. And somebody lit me up for getting that wrong <laughs> last year. Uh, but whatever. But yeah, that's, I hope you're that's thinking about uh, their questions this time. I'm thinking of a whole new format actually that I'm Uh-oh. I'm gonna keep uh, close to the chest here. But you guys. You're going to be in for it. Let me tell you that. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. excited too. I'm excited. All right. That's all I got. Um, okay. Well, I think we came up with a lot of good ideas for what could potentially make Metroid Prime 4 successful. And a few of them, I think, that are, that are slam dunks that need to happen for Metroid Prime 4 to be successful. Of course, we would love to know what you think. Uh, let us know over on Discord. Let us know over on Twitter. Let us know over... You know what? We're on Blue Sky now. All of us are on Blue Sky, and uh, Omega Metroid is on Blue Sky as well. Like I said last week, it kind of looks more and more like it might be the heir apparent to Twitter, so I mean, I don't know. Give us a follow over there. Um, not not super, super active over there yet, but uh, we're getting there. So, yeah. Um, anyways, give us a shout, or give us a follow, rather, over on Twitter, at Omega Metroid Pod, at Spateri316, at DaxCity underscore, and at Duminal Cross. Check out OmegaMetroid.com. We have uh, tons and tons and tons of, of new walkthroughs up on the site. So if you're, hey, if you've been uh, itching to play Metro Prime 3 after hearing us talk about it these last couple weeks, guess what? There's a walkthrough for you there. Uh, we got the great Metroid area ranking that's rolling on. We just crowned a new number one overall area, which is, uh, I don't want to give it away, but it's, uh, I don't know, maybe one that nobody was expecting. Controversial area in the series. So that's, that's going on over on Patreon. And, uh, of course... We want you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Like, subscribe, review, rate, uh, comment, all that good stuff. We love it all. We appreciate it all. And that's going to do it for us. But we're going to be back next week. We're going to be talking Space Pirates. And I'm stoked about that. So until then, everybody, Mm -hmm. take care.